Welcome to Gain That Tune. do this david you won the show it's uh, it's your show now take it over oh yeah welcome everybody to game that tune i am your host david fleming with me as always we got jesse moore jesse say hey hey and we got john regan john say hey hey and we got your boy john harrington john say hey hey and if you're just joining us here on game that tune uh things might seem perfectly normal if you're a regular watcher and listener of game that tune things might seem a little different usually john harrington is leading the charge here john are you all right i'm a little concerned for you yeah i'm just you know a little underwhelmed after uh you know the uh, reality of august absurdity set in for me you know having my shot and missing it yet again and then you cashing in for another win i just kind of got the wind knocked out of my sails and Ran off on vacation for a week, and that didn't do me any good. So I'm just kind of, oh, just, I don't know, feeling a little low energy tonight. So I figure you got all the uh, the mojo back, so it's uh, it's your show for a while, David. Well, if you insist, um, I will accept the heavy, heavy burden of hosting the show. Um, although I do hope that you get your mojo back, and I'm slightly curious where you went on vacation. Ironically, I went to Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, very, very little video game music in that town, as it turns out. <laughs> it was, uh, it was kind of refreshing. A lot but, of music, um, but sadly, no video game music. A lot of goddamn white women, but uh, not a lot of <laughs> no, video game music. Episode title? No, not in Tennessee. Surely no you jest. High, high concentration of white women in that fucking city. Anyway, um, yeah, it's just. Uh, so uh, well, I'm back. I'm under the weather. So thanks for thanks for hosting, David. I hope you hope you pick some great games tonight. Yeah, uh, I picked a lot of great games. By which I mean I didn't choose any games because this is a very special episode of Game That Tune. After the Wait. August Absurdity <laughs> Tournament, um, we all we all just decided it's like you know what we need to take a break from choosing games. So this is an all fan request episode. That's right, all our fans out there. They have chosen the games, and if you're wondering who is it who chose those fan requests, well, it wasn't me because I am the king. So that I wasn't me because I, I was on vacation all week. So, so uh, who was it? Then? I passed that off to John Regan. John was the one who curated those excellent, excellent fan requests. If you are first joining us here on Game That Tune, what we normally do here is everybody brings a game. We play three songs from the game, talk a little trivia. See who can guess the game. Whoever can guess the most games gets to play a bonus song and choose the theme for the next episode. So, after our August Absurdity Tournament, we're kind of doing a clean slate with our all-fan request spectacular. Um, and I think we might need to just get right into game one, unless, Jesse, you have a point to bring um, up? I think we have a voicemail. Don't we, Johnny? We did get a voicemail. Then we should play that voicemail. 
Hello, GTT. This is George Lucas. And, uh, I gotta make a prediction tonight while I'm wearing my flannel shirt. And, uh, you know, before I stick my dick in this microwave, which, uh, I gotta put the time in that. I'm gonna say that Jesse is gonna be the, uh, the winner for tonight's show. So, uh, you know, do your thing, you know? And, uh, I'm about to stick my dick in the microwave. I feel like that... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I it. feel like that probably should have been played before our last episode. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> that I'm so glad that George Lucas called off the voicemail. But yeah, if you're a patron... You get a phone number where you can call and leave really stupid fucking voicemail, so consider joining our Patreon. Which you can find at patreon.com slash game that tune. I mean, George Lucas is obviously a patron, so you want to be in the same realm as George Lucas, right? Yeah, he made no. Red Tails. <laughs> I, I really don't want to be in that realm. <laughs> don't you want to be in the same realm as the creator of THX 1138? No. And Maniac Mansion? No. You're not going to sell me on this idea, David. Then I think maybe we just need to get right into game one. All right. Game one. guys so this is our fan request for the evening uh this game's initial success prompted a release for the game boy color however many changes are made to the story music and other aspects of the game uh upsetting fans of the original 
I'm sorry, can you give that trivia one more time? Uh, yeah, this game's initial success prompted a release for the gameplay color. Many changes were made to the story, music, and other aspects of the game, upsetting fans of the original. Alright, let's see, uh, let's see some answers. Alright, uh, John says Shin Megani Tensai, which is, uh, probably incorrect. Um, David says, I can't read it, Something Gear Ghost Babble? Something Gear. I can't read the top. Something it's too dark. Gear. <laughs> Something Metal Gear Ghost gear? Babble. Metal Gear Ghost Battle, and then Jesse has a correct answer with Crystalis. This is a fan request from XX Chrono XX in our Discord, and this is Crystalis for the original NES, uh, developed by SNK and released in 1990. And they always told me I'd never find the Crystalis. <laughs> I feel like maybe they were discussing something else? Oh, oh, I found that all the time. Weird accents. Yeah, um, hmm. I always heard this game called Crystallis. I don't know if I think uh, that one's the alcoholic version. Right. <laughs> I always thought that this game was about that thing that happens when butterflies change from caterpillars. Oh, that's it. So right. This... I mean, it's a it's a it's a butterfly game, right? <laughs> Um, no, this is an action RPG game similar to The Legend of Zelda, but with a little bit more RPG elements to it because you can do things like level up. Um, you, it's, it's a pretty interesting game. It takes place in the year, uh, whatever, 1997 plus 100 is 2097. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so apparently the world was destroyed in 1997 and you were frozen, um, in uh, a cryogenic state. Uh, and during during that time, the world kind of devolved into a medieval state as people gave up on science. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, and they've embraced magic. Given up on science, technology, and they're embracing magic. That seems like the opposite of what should happen. Like, if the world was destroyed in nuclear war, everybody would be like, damn, science is pretty powerful. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the idea is they said... That. I think the idea is they said, this is too powerful. And... It's. It feels like a metaphor for like how the state of the world is right now with people giving up on science. But anyways, uh, so and, uh, you wake up with no memory of what's going on, and you find out that basically you're there to save the world. Uh, a dark uh, wizard has combined science and magic, uh, and he is attempting to take over the world. And you are going to be guided by four mages. Uh, and you have to find four elemental swords, combine the four elemental swords, and you get the Chrysalis sword and just win the game. Uh, so yeah, it looks very much like The Legend of Zelda, but more RPG elements. You have towns, you have leveling up, you know, um, I was about to say collecting money, but The Legend of Zelda has money in it, doesn't it? Zelda also has does. towns. Oh, it does? Oh, it does, does it? How Zelda does it? does. The original doesn't really have towns? Well, no, but... By this time, Zelda had towns. <laughs> and yeah, so has anybody here played Crystalis or ever found it? At like a yard sale or anything? I have not played it, but I have heard very good things of it. Like, it seems to be one of those kind of undiscovered gems of the NES. 
Yeah, it did not do well commercially, uh, but somehow it became kind of a cult classic, and then Nintendo took the mantle of porting it to the Game Boy Color in 2000. People were pretty upset about it, uh, because they changed a lot of the story. In the original, you just had these four mages, and in the new one, they made the four mages like related to each of the elements, so that each mage kind of represents a sword kind of thing. Um, and I forget the other changes to the story, because I honestly forget most of the story now. But uh, apparently it was also much harder because you had nowhere near, nowhere near as much screen to work with. So you'd have enemies attack you from off screen, kind of like, you know, Sonic 2 for the Game Gear was like balls hard, you know, just because the screen was so small. It kind of reminds me of um, Super Mario Deluxe on the Game Boy Color. Like, it couldn't show the full screen that the NES had, so you had to, like, push the up button to scroll up to see, like, what was above you by a few pixels. It yeah. became really annoying. Uh, and yeah, and that's that's Crystalis. Uh, the music's pretty good. It does get a little repetitive. I was watching some gameplay footage of it, and um, after, about ten minutes in, I turned it off because I kept hearing that first song that we played, <laughs> like every every other minute, because <laughs> that was like the main overworld running around theme. And so this guy's fighting monsters, playing the same one minute loop again and again and again and again and again, and that that got a little obnoxious. But besides that, it does look like a pretty good. A uh, game with a good amount of depth to it. Um, you know, you got you got your shops, you got your story, you got your uh, four swords. I believe the original Legend of Zelda only had three. Uh, so you know. Also, this game came out for the. Um, it was part of the SNK 40th anniversary collection that just came out for Switch, and I believe it's coming out to PS4. And I remember, like, when that game was announced, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, Fatal Fury, Metal Slug. But there was that weird contingent of, like, hardcore cult fans like, fuck yeah, Crystallis is on here. Oh, Crystallis. Oh, my God. I've been drinking all this Crystal in preparation. This joke's, uh, that joke's stupid. I'm sorry, guys. That wasn't very good. As you should be. Um, well, It's just dawning on me. David, did you make John pick all the requests tonight? I just realized how bad this show's going to be. What? Uh, what? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a, a kingly proclamation. The, I didn't want to work. This is the level of humor we're going to be subjected to all night. Games selected by John Crystal Crystallis jokes. Well, that's why I was wondering when you are like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. It's like, I don't know how we're going to get through this without you, man. I wasn't asked to pick any games. <laughs> why didn't anybody tell me that only Johnny was going to pick games? I would have insisted upon picking games if that were the case. I mean, it was an <laughs> all-fan request episode. I video game music episode. while I'm on vacation. I mean, good God. <laughs> Game John, two. would you like to would you like to add a bonus game to the episode? No, it's it's too late. Um, much like the world of Crystallis, it's just too late. Um, there's no magic that we can combine with science to save this episode. So we'll just uh, we'll see how uh, we'll see how things go. All right. Game <laughs> two.
Alright guys, this is uh, our fan request for the evening. Uh, this original game had very poor sales. In Japan, it only sold about 6,000 units. In North America, about 50,000. But the remastered version has uh, saw more than 1 million players after the first month of its release. Alright guys, who's got some answers? Hopefully you can read it. Alright, John says Equinox HD, which is incorrect. Um, David, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time reading yours tonight. Beyond Good and Evil, no use that. Fuck. Incorrect. Uh, and Jesse says Deadly Premonition, which is incorrect. This is Phantom Dust for the original Xbox. So yes, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, Phantom, Phantom Dust the original Xbox. It was basically made to try to increase um, sales of the Xbox in Japan because uh, they weren't <laughs> doing so hot at the time. It uh, sold six thousand copies in Japan, so clearly a success. Yeah, I don't think this quite did what they were, you know, hoping for. So it is a real-time action game with uh, collectible trading card game elements to it. So you run around and collect power-ups that um, become abilities, and you have like usage points you have as you fight other guys and you know try to hit each other. These things you collect. 
Um, and yeah, and you can uh, complete missions to get more skills to use in your battles. Uh, it has a, uh, I think it's a up to four player multiplayer using System Link or Xbox Live. And um, I think the reason the remaster did so well was that it was free. I think that's the only reason that it got helps. that million. Yeah, it got that million players. Um, but yeah, uh, it looks like it, it. One one thing that's interesting too is it was made in America for Japan, um, developed and published by Microsoft. But then for whatever reason, they canceled the U.S. release initially until another company came in and like bought the publishing rights to publish Microsoft's game in the U.S., which makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, I was sitting there looking it up. It's like, okay, it's a real-time strategy game released for the original Xbox. Well, this has all of my interests written all over it. Oh, yeah. David, I know you have... uh, How many Xboxes do you have? Is it seven Uh, or eight? My my Xbox collection rivals your Sega Saturn collection. Ah. Jesse, you ever get a chance to play this game? Um, actually, no. No? So. And John, I'm going to assume that you have not played this game either. What game? Uh, <laughs> Phantom Dust. Yeah, no, I've literally never heard of this. I'm looking at images of it now, and I can't get past the the main character's absurd pompadour. It's like <laughs> the, the box art of this, he has a ridiculous pompadour. Fucked up, like. I don't know, Dante from Devil May Cry fucked Bruno Mars and made a <laughs> real-time strategy game out of it. I'm not into it. So. <laughs> See, for a second I thought, it's like, oh yeah, this was a Mm-mm. fucking awesome game. Like, it was on the DS, you played a ghost trying to solve your own murder. Like, wait, no, that's Phantom no Trick, not Phantom Dust. I know nothing about this game. Right. Um, could it be um, somehow a uh, new updated version of Oh, I got nothing. I was gonna say it's like, you know, maybe somebody has a double-bladed lightsaber and it's the Phantom Menace, but no, that's not a good one either. <laughs> this game, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what the, what they were thinking with this one. Actually, you know, it probably you, you can't sell Xboxes to Japan. You just can't. <laughs> it's like you know, it probably would have done better than Phantom Dust was if you had just made an HD remake of um, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer on the xbox like that probably mm-hmm. would have sold more than fifty thousand units in america yeah would have moved some things yeah probably pretty expensive to license um <laughs> yeah, yeah but you would have so paid your money they... back maybe mm, maybe i mean i don't know phantom dust looks like all the logos and things were probably done on like fiverr so uh, holy shit so I'm reading about this game and like they were trying to really push this in Japan so they brought in the director of Panzer Dragoon to help design and produce it and like it's like that that just kind of stamps your game as cult like there's no way you're gonna hit mainstream appeal by that it's like getting the director of Earthbound to do a game like no you are severely limiting yourself once you do that. I like to think that that's part of like a meeting with that man. Like you bring him in. It's like, yeah, I'll make a game. Uh, we're not going to break 100,000 units on this. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, you know, maybe it'll have long staying power. No. 
<laughs> it will be a product greatly of its time. Well, it's going to have 2004 written all over it. That's one of so, those things like I, I have... Bring in my jacket designer, please. <laughs> I have seen that before where there are certain games that come out and people are like, oh, you got to play this. It's great. Like, we, we really got to push this game to, like, hit mainstream and break sales records. Like, some games are just designed to be cult hits. Like... Some games are not meant to be giant successes. They're they're niche games, and that's okay. It's okay for that. Not you know, for the I publishers. Looking, <laughs> I'm looking at some gameplay footage. I'm looking at this cover art, and I think John's onto something. I think that this guy, the guy who made this game, was like it was kind of raining out, and he went to go put on a duster, and he stopped and he was looking at and said, "Hey, wait a minute." Yeah. <laughs> now, what if somebody was wearing this duster, but they were really fucking ugly <laughs> I have an idea for a game <laughs> I'm gonna put on my duster before I go into this rainstorm but what if there was a strategy RPG following me around yeah. oh no my cards here. are getting my cards are getting wet mm. wait a minute I need to call that American company we can make something together uh, yeah, yeah. I do like the uh, cool quote on the box is um Unlike anything else on Xbox, that's like not necessarily a good <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Halo at all. Okay, uh, not sold. <laughs> I was gonna say, unlike anything else on Xbox, there are so many genres that could apply to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a. Oof! I can't keep looking at this guy. This this, this main character's fucking poorly designed. I, you know, his face is unsettling to me. He does have, like, just looking at the box art, he does have a very pointy nose. Like, that is a sharp profile. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a little too sharp. Uh, I didn't realize that um, John was drinking. I was expecting him to chime in on that. Nope. I told you I was going to stop looking at it. <laughs> I was I was dead serious. I don't... I'm, I'm upset by this. Well, rather than continue to upset John, I am okay with moving on to our uh, third game. Please do. Game three.
all right guys um see this is a fan request uh this game's main characters uh star as recurring characters on this game series animated television series Alright guys, 
Anybody here have uh, some guesses or maybe some answers? Sure do. All right. Uh, let's see. Jesse says Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Incorrect. John says Castlevania entire series, which I'm going to give you half a point on that one. And then um, David has the correct answer with Castlevania Curse of Darkness. This is a request from Uber fan on our Discord. This is Castlevania Curse of Darkness uh, for the PlayStation 2. So, Dave, uh, David, are you familiar with this game? Not especially, because this was on the PlayStation 2? PlayStation 1? 2. 2? This, this is when Castlevania went 3D, but not on the N64 and terrible, right? Right. This is where the 3D was actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're playing as, I believe his name is Hector, uh, which is kind of... I don't know who Hector is in the overall realm of the Castlevania series, but it's a pretty... It's Richter's Mexican cousin. Oh, sweet. <laughs> and Hector Belmonte. <laughs> he's a former student of Dracula, and he has what they call um, friendly devils, which are creatures you collect through the game, and they help you throughout the game. Uh, each one has a different power. One guy's kind of a brute. There's a fairy. Um, oh, I looked at the other two, and now I'm drawing a blank. I'll have to look them up. I, but, do, uh, I do kind of like how you said, it's like, you play as Hector, I'm not sure how he fits into the Castlevania lore, but he's a student of Dracula. Like, well, <laughs> well, that's how he fits into that's Castlevania how. lore. Like, Go Dracula on. is a pretty <laughs> prominent figure in Castlevania. I don't know oh, yeah, this. But what does Dracula teach? I assume he teaches at, like, uh, like the evil, evil version of Hogwarts. Like, the one that Victor Crumb came from. Uh... So, like, what does Dracula teach? He doesn't teach defense against the dark arts. Potions? That would be counterproductive. That's that's really what we need. We really just need Harry Potter, but with Dracula. Yeah, I mm, think he just teaches mm. bats and blood. I think he does two classes. Right. He majored in bats. <laughs> minor in blood. I'm, I'm, um, I'm sorry, Professor, is this like a, a, a general, like, monsters, like, anatomy class? Like, no, we're just covering bats. Okay, yeah, well, no. all versions of bats? No, vampire bats. This yeah, is a 12 And baseball course. bats. Yeah. He enters the class as a, as a cloud of bats and then writes his name on the board in bats. And then, yeah, it's like, blah, welcome to bats. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is uh, going to be less interesting than I thought. God, I should have <laughs> taken Ben as an elective. No, no, no. Should have signed up for that class on darkness. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like every single student in Hogwarts taking Dracula's bats course is like, oh, this is gonna be the worst semester ever. But there's that one kid. It's like this is an easy A. Every answer, bats. <laughs> right. Exactly. You guys are really greatly overthinking this. This man has a very simple, simple syllabus. It's about bats. <laughs> <laughs> your final, your final exam will be one question, Mr. Dracula. Yes, you in the back. Is the answer bats? Yes. It's like the idea, of, like Dracula giving out a scantron sheets, with the answer being A, B, C, D, bats. And somebody just like writing it. bats for every answer. And the answer is always B. B for bats. For bats. <laughs> 
Oh god, you get to the final exam and there's like an essay question, he gives you 30 minutes to write a whole essay, but all you have to write is bats and hand it in. It's just bats over and over. <laughs> oh man, god. Extra credit. So is that what the Castlevania TV series is about? Is it about Dracula teaching at a school? Because I would watch that. From what I understand, the Dracula TV series is Her- about a bunch of guys fucking a goat. Whoa! I thought it was about I- Castlevania 3. Yeah. I turned it off because I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> I um, I have watched the Castlevania series, which is how I got this game because of that trivia. And I remember thinking, like, because I was convincing my wife. My wife does not like horror stuff at all. It's like, no, we should watch this. It'll be fine. And then, like, here comes the vampire biting somebody's neck. It's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. And I was like, yeah, it's Castlevania, but they're they're pulling from, like, the whole series. And I remember thinking it being very strange that the main hero was Trevor and not Simon Belmont and not Alucard and then like at the spoiler alert at the end of the first season like Trevor meets up with Alucard and meets up with um god what's her name is it Sylvia like the mage and then it's like oh yes we must here to defeat Dracula wait a minute this is Castlevania 3 huh that's an interesting game to choose to pick like for an anime series, like I would have imagined, they would have gone with Super Castlevania Four or Symphony of the Night, but no, they went Castlevania Three for some reason. Yeah, well, this this game takes place uh, approximately three years after the events of Castlevania Three, uh, which is probably why it ties into Season Two. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. It's barely even time to resurrect Dracula. <laughs> three years. He's probably still cooking. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes to cook Dracula and bring him back to life. But. Well, it's one of those that- things, like, it, it seems like resurrecting Dracula is an odd thing. Um, is it? I never, I never thought that I would... Go on. I, I never thought that was a sentence that I would say. Step one. Like, Let me in the castle- break it down step by step. The key is, you got to remember the baking soda. And that. <laughs> Bats. <laughs> also, bats. Well, because in the Castlevania <laughs> series, fresh bats. in the Castlevania series, like it's been three hundred years since Dracula has been resurrected. But sometimes it's like, oh yeah, we killed him last summer. Yeah, let's bring him back. Like there doesn't <laughs> seem to be a set time frame. <sighs> God, I would love a. I know what you did last summer. You killed Dracula. <laughs> the Castlevania series. Like Dracula comes back. Like God damn it, kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Seriously, I'm just I'm a private citizen now. Please stay out of my castle. <laughs> I would love the idea of uh, resurrecting Dracula becoming just an, a term for like an indeterminate amount of time. Like once in a blue moon, once in a resurrection of Dracula. Like it could be anything from three months to 400 years. Really rolls off mm-hmm. the tongue too. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Gonna really, really work that one into the vernacular. Anyway, um, bats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagining the kid really overthinking it, answering not bats. <laughs> you fucking idiot. His answer not being like a 2,000 word essay, but literally just the words not bats. <laughs> F. Oh. Yeah. Check minus C Dracula. <laughs> Dracula eats them. C Dracula uh. after class. <laughs> oh god, Principal Dracula. <laughs> mm. Dracula, but he's the dean from uh, community. community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I love the idea of Dean Machine. Principal Dracula and Vice Principal Death. Mm-hmm. When does this show get made? Yeah, count me in, because I would take that over what the actual Dracula, the not Dracula, I was about to say Draculvania. Uh, <laughs> I would take that over the Castlevania animated series we got. I mean, it was coolly animated and all that, but seriously, I, and I get that like whoever's making it has some sort of disdain for humanity, but like the extended conversation of two guys fucking a goat, like I could really have dealt without that. It really I mean, soured my wife on it immediately. Stuff like that <laughs> happened and, uh, back then. I need to rewatch. Just hanging out in a pub, talking about the you know goat fucking strategy. Like I need to rewatch nope. the first season because I don't remember the goat fucking. Yeah, I don't I either. Dis- I distinctly remember Trevor really? Belmont getting into a bar fight and saying, "Quote, please stop hitting my testicles." But I don't <laughs> remember the goat fucking conversation. Yeah. I get the feeling he was fighting the goat fuckers. I don't really remember because I was just kind of repulsed. And I, yeah. I'm a guy with a pretty, you know, I don't know. I can deal with some fucked up humor, but when it's not even being really played for humor, it's more like, wow, this is... Whoever's making this Castlevania th- series thinks they're like some kind of fucking Tarantino. Like, yeah, we can just write dialogue about whatever, and you know, it'll be like the opening scene to Pulp Fiction. They're sitting in a cafe, planning a robbery. No, these two would be planning a goat fucking. And, uh, you know, <laughs> no, it's not cool. See, I'm with this in here, all you fuck motherfuckers. No, goat fuckers. <laughs> right. See, with that comment, and now you're just you making... fucking pricks move? <laughs> with that comment, now you're just making me want a Dracula or a Castlevania-like movie directed by Quentin Tarantino with Samuel L. Jackson as Dracula. Dude, Samuel Jackson would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> Blah, um, motherfuckers. They'd really yeah. have a hard time selling that badass goat fucker wallet, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> bat, uh, motherfucker. Do you yeah. bat? It's the one that says goat fucker on it. Uh, what is a you, man, motherfucker? You get it. Uh, um, yeah. No, Samuel Jackson could play anything he wants. That would be... Uh, I'd watch that. I'd watch, you know, I'd watch Samuel Jackson play any character in the series. Or every character. <laughs> just an entire... You know, Sam Jackvania. Oh, you know, Sam Jack. Him <laughs> playing Sam, all the characters. Samuel Sam Jackson teaching the bats class. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson playing the vampire killer. Crack, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, or yeah, it's, it's Dracula, but when he turns into a cloud of bats, the cloud of bats is voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking bats in this motherfucking class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I was just imagining like yep. turning into a Would cloud, watch. turning into a cloud of bats, but every bat has a CGI Samuel L. Jackson face. Also good. Oh man! All right. So as soon as the show ends tonight, I think we have some letters we need to write to Hollywood. I think we have some new T-shirt art that we need to commission. <laughs> oh my god! Gonna be a lot of Samuel L. Jackson and whipping. Oh. So. <laughs> um. Mm. But yeah, Castlevania Cur- Curse of Darkness. Fun oh, yeah, 3D that. Castlevania game, right? Bats. It's got bats. Yeah. Game 4.
All right, guys, this is our final quest. Uh, this Damn developer it. is, they're pretty well known for like historical simulation kind of games. And this is one of the few uh, simulation strategy games that is actually based in a fantasy setting. All right, you guys ready uh, with some answers? Yes. <laughs> oh, damn. All right, so <laughs> David said Vanilla Knights, which is incorrect. And Valhalla Knights. Valhalla Knights. And Jesse and John both say Bats, which I so wish was correct. I'll this... give them both a point. Okay. I'm not actually going to give you a point. So this what? is Gemfire for the Super Nintendo. Oh. Uh, Clearly. Request okay. Requested by Rainus. Rainus in our Discord. Ray Anus. Oh, is that how you say it? No. Oh, oh he Anus. <laughs> but that's the joke that I went with the last time he requested something. Because <laughs> it's just uh, where we're at. But, uh, no, I'm sure it's actually, you know, Rainus or Rayanus, but, uh, I'm gonna always really pull those apart, because, you know, anus. Yeah, yeah. Good request, Rainus. Yeah, this, well, mm, so I tried watching this game and trying to figure out how it works, and I even tried playing it a little bit, because I got so intrigued, because it does sound neat. It's, a, it's like a fantasy strategy game, um... I can't figure out how the fuck this game works, so I'm, I'm going to put up a, 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 screen, a screenshot here on our stream, and I just drop it in the Discord for you guys to go and look at it. There are so many numbers on this screen. Like, there's way too many numbers on this screen, and I cannot that figure out what... a lot of numbers. What? I cannot figure out fuck. what they meant. <laughs> so, like, I can't... I... <sighs> <laughs> like, what is going on on this? this I is mean... it, like, Stratego? Yeah, well, I've never played Stratego, so maybe. Um, it's kind of like... Well, no, I mean, actually, these are just a bunch of territories with numbers attached to them. How do you... Hmm. This is like if Dragon Quest and Risk had a child. Yeah, so it is It is Risk-like. So basically, you, you, you choose one of four families to play as, and I think within those four families, there's four characters you can choose, so there's something like 16 different scenarios that you can be, you know, play this game with. 
Um, and your goal is to take over this continent. Um, and each turn you get an action, like you can uh, engage in some diplomacy, like feeding your people. Um, you can engage in war, you can engage in um, like delegating things to other regions. It's, it's, it's really in depth, like really, really in depth. Um, and I tried so hard to figure this out because it, it really did look pretty interesting, but uh, apparently this developer Koei is known for making these kinds of games. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think mm -hmm. they have a game called Genghis Khan that's very similar. Romancing what, in the Five Kingdoms or whatever. Yeah, that series has been going on since like 1985. I think it's still going on today. Just say because like Koei Tecmo, once they merged, they started doing Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors, which gameplay-wise are not very historical, but setting-wise are. Yeah, could you imagine buying a game called Genghis Khan and it's it's this. It's not a game where you're just going around, like, pillaging tread, all day. I was going to say, tread lightly, John. Genghis Khan did a lot of things you don't want to talk about on this show. Yeah. Compose video, mu video game music. You'll Indeed. see. You'll see what I see. Go where I go. Eat who I eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this... Uh, all the screenshots look about the same, except you have, like, different advisors and numbers, but, like, the map remains the same. It it seems like this wouldn't work well on, like, the SNES, because how do you, like, input a number or whatever? Like, you, I assume you're looking at the map, and it's like, all right, yeah, I'm in, you know, territory blah, and I want to attack territory blah. Like, this would be a better PC game than an SNES game. Yeah, you because know, it's PC, PC has a keypad. Well, does the SNES <laughs> but, uh, have, uh, did this use the mouse at all? Uh, I don't think so, no. I believe you just play with a controller. And yeah, I think mm. you just have to move sliders for choosing like numbers and things like that. I do right. say, I don't think the range of numbers you deal with gets more than like 50 or so, so like it's not too bad. Um, like you'll notice in these screenshots, like a lot of these numbers are under like 30. So, yeah, you know, it's probably not that awful. It's probably no different than say when you play Mario Party 2 and you um, do a duel and you have to bet a number of coins, right? You know, the I assume there's shortcuts for going up by 10 and down by 10 and things like that. There has to be, because that'd be insane to have to hit the up and down so much. Right. Hmm. Yeah, no, this doesn't look fun. <laughs> um, this is one of those video games that look like work. Yes, like, uh, you know, it, I know it's nothing like this, but it, it makes me think of a game that I owned and... Uh, resented ownership of Populous. Oh, that's it. Kind of reminds me of Populous. Fuck some Populous. Uh, this, uh, that game was work. And, uh, man, not, not the fun kind of SNES work. Not like the Secret of Mana grind. Like, just the, uh, nope, I don't know what's happening. This isn't good. Uh, press the Armageddon button. We're done here. Um, it's so if Gemfire has an Armageddon button, which I would assume it would, because it's just a continent at war with each other, so I assume you can just, like, sit back and let the whole thing fall into chaos. Yeah, maybe you let that happen. Yeah, so if just stop feeding your people and just start attacking things, and, uh, yeah. You can get real kind Bingo. of game of the final season of Game of Thrones with it if you want. <sighs> you know, the best season. <laughs> you know, great, uh, great idea, John. Let's, yeah, let's just rush to a conclusion. Uh, whether or not it makes sense... At all. <laughs> Sounds oh. like GTT. Yes. 
GTT is better than the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm just going to go well, and put duh. that hot take out there. Cool. Yeah, that's not a hot take. I'm going to hit the button for that one. I I'm not asking for you to hit the button. I mean, I'm there, there's a it. difference between a truth. hot take and an objective fact. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do we have an we objective have... fact a sound effect? Um, I think I do. Welcome to Game That Tune. <laughs> uh... I was thinking sure. it was going to be the my man sound, but the introduction to the <laughs> show, I guess, works. It's a weird flex, John. <laughs> All of John's flexes are weird flexes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Johnny Weird Flex. <laughs> um, That's my name. I demand that you change your name on Twitter to that. Ooh, Johnny Weird Flex, yeah. Not just because you don't go to the gym. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, this, uh, you know, I don't know. Strategy games aren't really my bag. A strategy game where you're just kind of looking at numbers on a map seems like even less my bag. You know, I like, I like fantasy settings and things, but I like a little bit more than just, like, you know, some icons and shit. I like to move my guys around and, you know, have a little action. This doesn't look, uh, particu particularly action-packed, so. If that's I... kind of a, kind of disappointing. If I didn't have a job, I probably would enjoy this game a little bit. But I have to deal with like Excel sheets, and looking at this screenshot reminds me of Excel. Like I, I see say, all it, these numbers. It really does kind of look like somebody making a strategy game with just numbers, and then saying like, "Oh, we need to gussy this up. Add a knight." That will trick right. people into thinking it's yeah. an actual game. God, but I mean, even like the action screens are so confusingly laid out. Like you know, you got your guys on a little map; they got their guys. On each side, it shows like your relative strength, but also the num everybody's assigned a number. I mean, it's just—it's uh, <laughs> literally oof. a numbers game. Oh god! Yeah, I'm it's just, just numbers. Numbers and the characters are just fucking icons. It's just—I'm uh, pulling mm. up the actual like battle screens, and it's an actual like medieval sprite battle surrounded by numbers. Like there is a <laughs> yes. literal border of numbers around the battle. Yeah, that's no, it's exactly, and it's not clear what any of them really mean. I mean, obviously, you know, the the numbers near the men uh, probably indicate the hit points or something of the men, but no, it's actually not clear. It, it, it's know, actually uh, how many bats they have back at home. Right, exactly. You know, if they turn into a cloud of bats, how many bats <laughs> will they become? <laughs> um, oi. What uh, a mess. It's... <laughs> Yeah, and some of this, I mean, this game, so this game was ported to Super Nintendo and Nintendo and uh, Sega Genesis, and some of the graphics, like, on some of these battle screens look like they just took the Nintendo graphics and just pasted them in there, like, with no yep. change whatsoever. Yeah, that's the other thing I just realized. I'm looking at a Super NES game. It doesn't look particularly Super NES-y, so, uh, I don't know, man. This is, uh, not really ticking any of my boxes. <laughs> got a lot of boxes though and I'm, but it's not taking mine mm. it looks like and, oh, I'm disgusted and I mean this in the best possible way and they like don't. I mean this in the the pre 3DS way like it looks like if you could take Fire Emblem and make it more boring <laughs> yeah now that's an accomplishment <laughs> All right, well, yeah, what even what even is gemfire? Do you shoot flaming crystals at things? 
Let me look up because the original no, no, Japanese that's, that's name. That's far too exciting for this game. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm pulling this up because the, the Japanese name is Super Royal Blood, which. Oh, that's even. Ooh. That sounds, sounds pretty cool. sweet. <laughs> now, while you're looking that up, I do like on certain battle screens, I guess when it's like head to head, there's. Uh, yeah, it'll just be a group of people versus another person. So this one I'm looking at it says knights versus Zendor. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, Zendor, you're about to get fucked up by a group of knights. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm in for a group of knights, but what is Zendor? Yeah, and then it's like mages versus Pluvius. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, okay, uh, I recognize half of these words. Right, whom? Yeah. Is Pluvius also a mage? Is he a dark mage? I don't know. Just, yeah. Pluvius, huh? I love the idea of a, of a battalion of knights coming out and making formation and then just lifting up their helmets. I'm sorry, we're yeah. facing who? Yeah. It is I, Pluvius. And they all do the fucking uh, Korath from Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? <laughs> Pluvius, man. Dark elf? Legendary Dark Oh, fine. <laughs> Johnny, did you ever figure out what Gemfire is? Um, <laughs> I like what Del said in the chat. It's a miserable pile of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, better than anything I could have ever come up with. Oh, uh, okay. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, on that note, I think it's time to move on to the next game. Please do. Game Fire those five. gems. guys so let's see this um game features elements of super mario brothers the legend of zelda metroid balloon fight donkey kong and yoshi's cookie
Alright guys, who's uh, got some answers? I certainly do. Alright. <laughs> so, Jesse says NES minigame thing, which is incorrect. Uh, John Harrington says Pluvius, which is incorrect. And David has the correct answer of Tetris DS. Yes, this is Tetris DS for the Nintendo DS. Uh, I like that. Yes. I like that none of those songs really gave like any further hint than your trivia. Like this game contains, you know, references to all these Nintendo games, and then your third song is just the fucking Metroid music. It's like, <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> it, was, it was very hard not to find anything that gave it away. It, you know, it, it could just as easily been NES remix, but. Um, well, which I think is what Jesse was thinking of with NES yeah, minigame collection. Yes, what I, was, I couldn't think NES of NES remix. Not so this. Say, I think, and I'll have to go back and play it and double check. I believe the NES remix is literally just the NES songs, like over again. But oh, there's some remixes. Okay, I I will defer to the you. title. Um, I know the games get remixed, but the music in Tetris DS is remixed for each mode because there are multiple modes in Tetris DS and each mode is based on a different game like I will there's the classic Tetris mode that scrolls through different games um I think maybe the first like 10 levels are just generic Tetris and then it goes into like Super Mario Brothers then Mario 3 then Zelda then Balloon Fight and Ice Climbers one of them and like so on and so forth Yoshi's Cookie is one which I remember being a deep cut and I remember the last one being Tetris like it plays the Tetris music and the background changes to be like the giant Russian castle and whatnot. And then there are other modes. There's like a challenge mode where you're given like a set of blocks and you have to clear through them, which I think is Zelda based. And I remember there's a there's a catch mode where you're giving kind of like a block that you have to like rotate around and pieces fall and you build up that block. And that's the one that's the Metroid base, because I definitely remember that Metroid song. Huh. I feel like I played this at some point. Um wasn't there like a head-to-head -head online mode where it was like kind of a push, like a tug of war almost? Like you're pushing the blocks towards the other guy, or yes. Uh, okay. There's cool. like a multiplayer mode where um, I forget what it was called. Um, I'm trying to see if I can look it up. Push mode. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one. I'm looking it up now. That was a uh, Donkey Kong. That was the background. Um, where yeah, like. Every single line that you cleared would push everything towards the other person. So it was like a tug of war via Tetris. That's pretty cool. I remember having some fun with that um, all those years ago. Uh, you know, I think uh, this was one of the first things I played with the DS online service. And then it was like, wait a minute. Mario Kart DS is more fun. I'm going to play that. <laughs> I did look up. Apparently this had, uh, you could have up to 10 player uh local like multiplayer with only one game cartridge which like do they still do that is that still a thing where only one person needs to have the game cartridge not usually they usually try to get everybody to buy things nowadays which is kind of disappointing because uh like i you know there was 
There's times when I would actually be able to get together with people recently and have, like, uh, maybe a Mario Party night. And it's like, yeah, I want to do the little tabletop Mario Party games for Switch. And it's like, oh, you both need a copy of the game. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that but DS yeah. download play was amazing. Because I think, actually, Mario Kart DS, you could have four players with only one cart. That's pretty fucking cool. But if I yeah. remember, like, the other three players could only play as Shy Guys, which is fine. I... Yeah, because it's still Mario Kart DS, one of the most fun Mario Karts there is. <laughs> and you don't have to buy it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's perks. Um... I remember this game also having, like, a really limited run. Like, it was hard to find a copy of this game, but if you did... It's it's probably still the best Tetris game made. Whoa. Whoa. Mr. Hot Take. Yeah. I'm just fucking up tonight. Whoa, uh, what just it happened? is a hot take so hot that it ends the fucking show. Yeah, hot <sighs> take so hot that David is canceled because of it. I got so excited, I just kind of threw my hand at the keyboard and G and H are next to each other and hit both yeah. keys. I was the too... hands you were using to operate your soundboard are too fat. <laughs> <laughs> I need to order a special styling wand. Yeah, you need a special soundboard wand. Um, damn it, John. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, no, David, uh, I think, uh, the new Tetris would like a word with you. Um, oh, or te- possibly Tetris, the original. <laughs> Don't forget about Hattress. John, yep, shut the know. fuck up. Wordtress um, would like a word with you. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, Tetris 99 lets you face, like, 98 other people, but... It's only in Tetris, at least as I recall. Uh, Despite being a Nintendo Online owner, I've not still actually played Tetris 99. Oh, who brought up Tetris 99? I thought that's what you were talking about, the most recent Tetris. No, 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 the game, the new Tetris. For Nintendo 64. Oh! The best Tetris. See, I thought you were referring to, like, the most recent Tetris, which I believe is Tetris 99. This is the problem with the new thing being in the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like those new Super Mario Brothers games. Not so new anymore. Um, <laughs> Which? But yeah, the new, the new Tetris. It ain't been new in quite a long time, baby. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty much joking. It's not the best Tetris. It's not the worst, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I want to go on a quick tangent to say I love the fact that there is a game called New Super Mario Brothers 2. Which is the third game in that series. There are so mm. many things wrong with that title. But I remember... Um, <laughs> like yeah, Naked Lunch. The, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, just the different modes in Tetris DS were so good. And I remember they released another Tetris game on the DS after this. I forget what it was called. Uh, that basically had like all the same modes, but without the fun Nintendo NES extras. And it still didn't seem as popular. Like, yeah, no, I will definitively say Tetris DS is the best Tetris game. Like, you can't beat Tetris, but all of the different add-ons and modes that Tetris DS put into it just make it so much better. The push mode, the capture mode, there was a mission mode, which was insane. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, 
is to make Tetrises. <laughs> well, no, the the Mitris. I think it's Tetri. The, Clear the lines. The mission mode, um, or no, I'm thinking of puzzle mode, where it would give you like a set of lines with gaps and a predetermined list of pieces, so you had to right. figure out, like, how to clear everything piece by piece. Right. Classic. Also possibly very frustrating if you're not very good at Tetris or seeing the next piece up. Um, mm. Yep. No, it's, it's good. Uh, but if it's that good, David, why is it still only on DS? I think it was just so good that if it got too widespread, it would just dominate the world and nobody would play any other games. Like, Tetris, when it was released on the Game Boy, was a phenomenon, and they didn't want to just completely conquer the world. So they're like, well, we better scale this back. At least that's my theory. That's what I heard from my uncle who works at Nintendo. Yeah, your Russian uncle who uh, <laughs> works at Tetris. Yeah. Uh, my, my uncle Aaron Fleminskovkovsk. Yes. Uh, vodka Fleminsky. <laughs> um, oh, God. That's so much better. Um, yeah, no, they should they should re-release this or eShop it or something. Because, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's good. And I don't think it'd be that hard to update it for modern things. They just got to flip know, a frankly, switch or something, right? Yeah, exactly. You press that switch... You get your Tetris or switch. Just rename it uh, to dot switch, and there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it really should have come out for the 3DS by now. Because, I mean, that's just, you know, too logical. But, uh, yeah, they uh, they probably won't now. That, you know, they've, they've kind of spoiled the market on Tetris. It's like, here's a fantastic online Tetris game that you can play with 98 other people. And it costs, you know, the cost of a Nintendo Switch online, sub, you know, uh, like, service subscription. Like, cool, so no one's gonna buy a port of, like, Tetris DS, are they? <laughs> like, you, uh, you fucked yourself on this one, Nintendo. But, yeah, it's alright. You're fucking yourself with wads and wads of cash, so, you know, hurts a little bit. But in the end, it feels do- pretty good. But does it? Does it, though? Yeah, exactly. Ask, uh, you know, um, Mr., uh... Koizumi. Guy looks like he shoves dollar bills up his ass. Uh, yeah. T-shirt. He, he's a coin star. I don't know that we um, can put Tazaki Koshima shoving dollar bills up his ass on a t-shirt. Like, like well, we can try. Yeah. You know, we'll, it'll just be them eating coins and shitting bills. You know, classic <laughs> coin star machine, man. Um, anyway. Uh, I'm getting wildly, disgustingly off track. <laughs> uh, man, what a Nintendo Direct it was. Not a single reference to money entering the human body. <laughs> Who um, was there? Yeah, actually, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Maybe that was part of Pokemon Camp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, you, technically... You, <laughs> you train your Pokemon and then just throw dollar bills at them. And then... The camera pans away before you see what they do with those dollar bills, which is weird because it's the Galar right. region, so they should be euros. Yeah, or you may- put the coins in the uh, the cormorant's mouth, and then you anger up the cormorant, and it blasts them into you. It's uh, I was, was gonna say, or maybe they're not <laughs> euros. Maybe they're still going through Galexit. I'm not sure. Right, exactly. Yeah, there won't be euros for long enough to edit that whole game. Um. 
I'm not hosting tonight, John. You know, somebody else needs to finish this off. All right. I'm just gonna, I think we should keep talking money-based sex activities. I think we should probably move to the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops. Damn it, John. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Yes, Jesse, you're tonight's winner. Hooray! Because you got points, and David didn't upload any bonus tunes. So, Boom. it's going to you. Default, default, <laughs> default. <laughs> so, Great uh, job, man. Yeah. I think we had a pretty uh, interesting game tonight. I'd like to thank our requesters. Uh, XX Chrono XX, Silver Nova, Fan. Reanus and the Messenger on our Discord. Uh, they left all those requests in our Discord game request channel. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to remember how John usually likes to close out the shows. And Jen, good luck. Oh god, it's, I'm so just. Oh man. So, anyways, now that John's staring at me, it's making it just way harder to do. So John, you forgot a key element to the show. Ask Jesse what the theme is for next week's Jesse, episode. What is the, you're the winner. What is the theme for next week's episode? Um, how about games that we've played recently? Uh, all right, games. So, um, like played on the show or just played in person? That you've played. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so we be, could, yeah. We could do that. So fair games, enough. Games that we've recently played. What you been playing the theme. Yeah. So I like it. I like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We're live every week at about nine Eastern on a uh, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, you should check out our website, gamethatune.com, where we put out the podcast version every week. John does a great job editing the show together and making it sound a little bit better, a little bit nicer than uh, our live version. And thank you this week, John, for uh, taking over on the editing while I was off on my uh, sabbatical. Oh, no so, problem. Uh, you you did a great job, John. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, you should also check out patreon.com slash game that tune and uh, give us money if you're feeling up for it and you get access to fun exclusive like uh, John's CTT Gems uh, and other features that we've been putting up there. Uh, and we're going to be call trying. in and leave a voicemail. Yes, you get access to our secret phone number. Uh, you get exclusive Patreon Game That Tune stickers. Um, and yeah, we also have a merch store you should check out, merch.gamethatune.com. We're selling some fun shirts, hats, pins, things like that. Um, if you want to leave us a request, one of the best places to do it is in our Discord. If you go to gamethatune.com, there's a link to our Discord. Go check it out. I'd like to give a special thanks to our super fan tier producers. We've got Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, uh, Damian Beckles uh, and Bradford Stevens and Daniel Perky. Thank you, David. And and oh, shit, who did I miss? Chrono. Oh, oh, he's a patron. Sweet. He he is now completed a payment, so he is on the list. All right, and Chrono. Not falling for that old uh, pledge fifteen dollars, get your shout out, and then cancel your payment shit ever again. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> what a fool I was. You wait till that payment goes through. Yeah. So welcome to the list, Chrono. Thanks for everything you do, man. Yeah. And uh, I think that about wraps up how we we like to all the you know end of the show things. 
Unless there's, John, is there anything that I'm missing? I mean, no, I usually try and flow it to thank the patrons, thank the requesters, so then we say hit us up with your requests uh, in the Discord or email us gamethattune at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at gamethattune. Yeah. You can also uh, follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at JR. Uh, John is... You can follow me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can follow David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. And you can follow this week's winner, Jesse Moore, on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. Alright, Jesse, as the winner this week, you get your choice in bonus tunes. What are we going out with tonight? I picked uh, one of the new Banjo-Kazooie remixes for my bonus tunes for uh, the Nintendo Direct. Yup. Nice. Alright. I don't want to say peace out, everybody, because I feel like that's John's thing. So Maybe you're loud. Okay. Peace out, y'all. Solace is copyright 1990 SNK. Phantom Dust is copyright 2004 Microsoft. Castlevania Curse of Darkness is copyright 2005 Konami. Uh, Gemfire is copyright 1991 Koei. Tetris DS is copyright 2006 Nintendo. Sweet. Whoops.